150 years of Children's National Hospital, 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional healthcare for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hello and welcome to No Credentials Required. I'm your host, Ryan McCarthy. Just want to do some quick housekeeping before I move into this episode. First, I'd like to ask that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts especially, please give the show a rating and a review because that's how we know you're listening. Secondly, I wanted to announce that Corey Mansfield will no longer be a part of No Credentials Required. He's decided to step down for personal reasons and felt that he could no longer be with the show. I want to personally thank Corey for being part of the podcast since we rebooted it back in August. I'll be moving forward with a myriad of guest hosts until I find a permanent co-host. How long will that take? Who knows? Maybe this will be a permanent fixture going forward, but we'll see. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to No Credentials Required. This is powered by Belly Up Sports, and we're part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And with me, I've got Alex from the Cannons and Tomahawks Podcast. So, Alex, how are we doing tonight, bud? Doing good, Ryan. I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I figured we'd talk some NHL, do some NHL and COVID, you know, myriad topics with NHL because it's, it's uh, season's in full swing right now. Like, well, with the exception of my New Jersey Devils, until tonight, until tonight, because <laughs> it's been 16 long days that I've seen, I haven't seen my Devils play. But uh, tonight, they resume play because of what happened with their COVID situation. We've had a few teams kind of go through it. So, uh, Alex, what's your feeling on the whole thing, how the NHL is dealing with COVID? Um, I think there's some situations where it could be better and some situations where it's okay. I think a lot of it is they're doing what they can with the situation that they have in front of them. You know, they can't do a bubble again for the entire season because then guys would be away from their family for another three, four, five months at a time. Yep. And they can't. I think they're doing the best with what they were given. It's just not very good at the moment, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, my feeling about it is that the guys, they, the NHLPA, they knew the and the owners, they knew the risk going in. They knew the risk that they probably. I mean, it's kind of like the baseball situation. Because remember, I mean, remember last year. I don't know if you pay attention to Major League Baseball or not, Alex, but uh, but we had a situation last year where during the during the sprint to the to the World Series where couple of teams early in the season uh, had a breakout of COVID and they had to cancel or they had to postpone a few games and make up those games later in the season, like Florida and St. Louis, especially. So I, I, yeah. I my feeling is kind of like that. It's like, all right, you knew the risk going, going in, get through the situation, 
you'll get through it. You make up your games, and you know, rest of it's gravy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I remember, especially when the Marlins got hit, um, and it was something ridiculous. And then you know, that's when it brings in that these teams are going and hitting the weekends and having a, a doubleheader on Saturday, and then a noon game on Sunday, and then another doubleheader Monday or something like that. And it was. I mean, it was weird. Granted, everyone was at home. Like, I was at home working, so it was. you can watch more games, but it's weird seeing so many games in such a tight space of time. You know, everything's cramped and condensed into such a short amount of time. And then with everything else going on, so now you got have a lot of health concerns and things like that. I feel like the hockey world is like that, too, where you have teams, for example, like the Devils and the Wild who get kicked out of – essentially playing for such an extended amount of time. Mm-hmm. And now you have that many games you have to make up. So the devils were out, what, 16 days and 16 days. Yeah. So that's seven, eight, maybe nine games. And all that has to be made up somehow. So now you have to figure out the rest of their schedule. If you can make it up, which, you know, especially at the end of the season, they've said they have kind of a hard stop because of, they have to get through the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs because of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're probably going to have to go based off of points percentage. It's not going to be necessarily standings. So because there's some teams that probably won't hit that 56 games. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the redone New Jersey Devils schedule right now. And basically what it is, they have, they have three games this week. Then the rest of the season, they play four games every single week. Oh, so. It's yeah, four games next week against yeah, Washington, Buffalo at Buffalo, then home against Washington, then home two home games against Washington, then March, <clears throat> March, excuse me, three more, yeah, four games per week. They have a back to back in in the, in the last week of the month. They play at the Capitals uh, at, so, uh, at on the twenty fifth and twenty sixth of March. And then there's only there's one week they play only three games, so they play the, the, the end, towards the end of March and April. But every single week from then on out, it's four games, four games, four games, three games. Um, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare for the Devils yep. to make up, to be honest with you. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is thinking the amount of physical toll that's going to take, like on Mackenzie Blackwood and stuff like that. You know, your your goalies are going to have a ridiculous amount of ice time. Every single week, you know, luckily, for example, like the Blue Jackets, not that we've been doing great or anything, but, you know, we have uh, uh, Corpus Allen, Elvis Merzlikens, and they can share ice time. Well, some teams don't have that luxury or they're not going that route of going back and forth between multiple guys. It's, you know, hey, we're going to ride one guy until the wheels fall off and then we're going to go to the other guy. Um, You know, I that's just one thing that would concern me is the physical toll it would take on the goalies, let alone all of the players too, playing mm-hmm. so much hockey in such a short amount of time. And then what's that going to do to their play? Because, you know, if you're playing four times every week, the coaches are not going to be making you practice every single day too. So there's going to be a right. lot of practices are taken away. So I'm not saying their play is going to slip, but I'd be interested to see how, what kind of toll that's going to end up taking. Yeah. I mean, lucky look, I mean, that's probably why they put the, the taxi squads in there. The beginning the NHL and the NHLPA just t- talked about the season, and they had to figure it. All right, we're gonna have we're gonna have our our regular games, but we're gonna have our regular squads. But we're also gonna have, in addition to the AHL squad, we're gonna have a taxi squad of 
four or five guys who will stay behind, like the Black Aces in the playoffs, and they'll just be in there practicing uh, for practice purposes. If they need to, if they if somebody needs a rest day, like Mackenzie Blackwood, he's going to be playing. He's going to be the regular starter, but you've also got uh, Scott Wedgwood and uh, Michael Dell, uh, who, who's finally cleared COVID protocols and conditioning uh, in Binghamton. So he'll be in the lineup, and one of those guys will be taxi squad every other game, so, so to speak. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the concern right now is juggling. I mean, it's a, it, as as uh, Lindy Ruff described it, it's a reset. Mm-hmm. It's a reset for them. It's a. It's basically saying, okay, we've had our time off. We're gonna dive into the season, and play the rest of the games out, play the rest of the games. You know, I'm excited for my, myself. I'm excited to see Jack Hughes back on the ice. He's been playing lights out since the beginning of the season. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Ty Smith back in the lineup. You know, all those guys who younger guys who have been contributing, who've been contributing to the team. I'm looking forward to seeing them back on the ice. And oh yeah, I'm I'm super happy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm really excited to see some of the guys get back out. You know, I obviously have a soft spot for Ryan Murray. Uh, he was with the Blue Jackets the entire time. Mm-hmm. I still love watching him. Um, it's really hard seeing him in a, a Devils jersey, but yeah. you know what? It, it happens. Um, but it's it's one of those things that you know I'm looking forward to seeing the guys get back out there. And you know, like you were saying, he he talked about it was a reset. Well, it's it's one of those things that kind of, especially for the Devils, that kind of sucks because they had nine months off. Yeah, and yeah, nine months then off. They play for like a month, and then they're back on a reset again. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be. I mean, for at least the, for the Devils, it's going to be, and and for other teams as well. Buffalo just started play again last night. Uh, Minnesota's getting close, but I think they're either still. They're going to start playing again soon, I think. I mean, I haven't really paid attention to what they're doing, but I think they're going to start soon. Colorado just got back on the ice. Uh, I saw them play Vegas the other night. And that was a, for a one nothing game, that was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that was – it was an enjoyable. I didn't catch the entire game, but from what I did watch, it was actually pretty enjoyable. It, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, going off of our general, our, our, our favorite teams, you know, myself being the Devils and Alex, you cover the, uh, the Blue Jackets. Uh, what's your, what's your feeling on who's the best team in the NHL right now? What, who are your, who are your top five teams? Um, that, that's a good one. So Boston is up there, which they, I think they kind of came out in a, I don't want to say they came out of nowhere this year, but I think a lot of the stipulation with them was they lost Chara and Tori Krug, and then automatically everyone's assuming, ah, well, they're not going to be that great. Well, no, they don't have to deal with Tampa on a regular basis. They didn't have to deal with Toronto on a regular basis throughout the regular season. Um, So I'd say Boston's up there. Tampa's up there. uh, As much as it pains me to say it, Vegas. Um. I'd say Toronto and Montreal are the other two that round out my top five. But one, I'd say a sneaky team right now has got to be the Panthers. I, I mean, they're nine and what nine two and two, I believe, right now, and they're can confirm. Yep, they're. <laughs> I had no idea they would be doing this well this year, and to think they're going off of Chris Dreiger more than Bobrovsky, which. I find hilarious that they dropped seventy million dollars on now on a backup. It seems like, but they're doing really well, and it's frustrating that we have to deal with that now in our conference. But um, 
you know, they're they're getting up there. And I think another team for me that's surprising me a lot is the Blackhawks because absolutely losing so many guys and everyone was it was the same thing last year. They I same thing kind of in reference to the Blue Jackets. They thought the Blue Jackets were going to be a basement dweller and we still somehow were middle of the pack, made it into the playoffs, beat Toronto in the qualifying rounds and kept going. I I could see Chicago being in that boat this year. Yeah, I mean, they were the Cinderella team. They were one of the Cinderella teams last year to make it out of the out of the uh, qualifier. They were they were one of two 12, 12 seeds uh, to come out of the qualifier along with Montreal. So yeah. that I mean, yeah, I mean, even losing even losing Jonathan Taze, you know, he decided to uh, take the season off to to kind of heal and you know I don't know what kind of condition he's got unfortunately, but you know thoughts and prayers out to him and him and. Uh, Know, hopefully it's healed soon, but Chicago is definitely one of those uh, surprise teams. That's for sure. Um, Arizona is another one of those teams. They're third place right now in the in the West Division. Uh, that's cr- kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. With all the stuff going on with the with with the West, especially. I mean, and and I did look, and Minnesota is returning tonight. Oh, are they? Nice. The Wild resume plays tonight, which is good. So, so I you know. Good, good for them. I know uh, Colorado and Vegas are playing four straight games, including this Sunday in the Lake Tahoe series. So we'll be getting that'll be old, getting old pretty quick. Uh, my top five, uh, I would say Boston is definitely number one. Number one for me, uh, if I had power rankings, they're definitely number one. Uh, number two would be uh, would be Tampa Bay. Three Vegas. Four Toronto. Yeah, I think we I think we're pretty much in agreement with our, our top five here. So I have, I have Montreal uh, as a as a as a uh, as a top five team. Winnipeg has been really surprising too. Oh yeah, I, I thought they were going to be out of the playoff picture all season, but even even with that Line A trade, but they've seemed to pick it up since they traded Line A, and they're sitting in third place right now in the in the in the, I'm sorry, the North Division. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they also have. What Ottawa that have to be Calgary yeah. has been super underwhelming this year. Yeah, that's um, too. The Oilers are typical. The Oilers. Um, I mean, you have McDavid and Drysaddle, and you think that that's going to carry you to a Stanley Cup playoff or a Stanley Cup championship, but that's not the case. And then Vancouver is very surprising this year at how bad they are. I had a feeling Vancouver was going to slip a little bit. I think they lost too much in the off season, uh, especially on defense, and it's showing right now. Um, you know, Markstrom going to to Calgary as well. Calgary's Calgary. Yeah, I, I had them. I had so my not my division was my division prediction for the for the North was Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Toronto, and I had Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Ottawa. I figured Ottawa was going to be was going to be a, a bottom dweller. Uh, they're a young team. They're a super young team. We'll mix them with a little bit of veteran presence just to kind of just kind of get, get, get the, uh, the salary floor in there. But, I, but you know, I, I mean, the, Toronto, with, uh, with the exception of their epic collapse last night, uh, they're playing fairly well. Montreal, I, I thought, was going to do better this year, and they haven't disappointed me. <laughs> um Edmonton, I still have questions about their goaltending situation and their defense. Uh, Calgary, I think they'll step it up. Looks like things got kind of get together. Winnipeg, you know, I think I think the 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 playoffs will be amongst between 
I think the playoffs will come down to the last two playoffs will be coming down in the playoff spot will come down to Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary in that division. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, Edmonton, I think their biggest thing is they have to figure out goaltending. Yeah. Um, you know, they have uh, Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith, but that's not great. Yeah. Um, I know I've seen a lot of stuff where there was, you know, I've seen the Twitter rumors, which 99% of the time are fake, but I've also seen the rumors coming from, you know, credible people that the Oilers were looking at trying to get Jonas Corposalo from the Blue Jackets um, mm-hmm. and then make a trade. You know, our offense is still, it's, I want to say it's terrible, but it's better now than it was last year. It's just our defense is non existent. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the one thing with the Oilers also that in the offseason, you know, this upcoming offseason is going to be weird because the caliber and the number of free agents is crazy. Yeah. You know, like with especially from a goaltending situation, it's insane. Like, the, you know, to start off, you got Tuka Rask. I'm not saying he's going to leave Boston, but that's also something where it's, you know, hey, you have guys that you can look at. There's other teams that are willing to try and trade to get stuff. Yeah. You know, the Blue Jackets have probably one of the highest goaltending depths in the NHL as far as their uh, prospect pool. So why not? You know, yeah, it, I, you should what, entertain all offers. Rask, both Rask and uh, who's their backup goaltender? Uh, uh, Halak. Halak, yeah. I knew it was an H name. <laughs> Just couldn't remember for, for 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 a quick second there. But they're both in their thirties. I know they're. I know uh, Rask is what 32, 33, and Halak is in his upper th- thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. So Halak is thirty six, and Tuka is thirty four. Yeah. 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 You got two guys in their in their thirties. I think, especially with the league trending younger, uh, I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of goaltenders they have in their system uh, in terms of goaltending, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do in, in the off season. Maybe they make it, or in, in this season, maybe they make a trade. Yeah, more goaltender in there, and they can sign to a long term deal. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that plays into that too. Especially this year, everything being so weird that, you know, if you're willing to trade for a goalie, and depending on what league, you know, especially with uh, being in the North, if you're gonna look at trading for a goalie in the states you got to take into consideration the time he has to sit out yeah you know we had to do that with with um patrick line and pierre luc dubois and then jack roslevic both line and roslevic had that 48 hour quarantine because i guess canada's better off than u.s right now um but it's you know they have to take that into consideration are you willing to take that chance during the season to wait you know two to 14 days, depending on how they come over just to get a good goalie. You know, you could in 14 days, you could tank pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you had a chance to look, listen to Slap, um, shout out to Slapshot, Sweetheart, Shannon and Meg. They had Rod uh, Peterson from uh, who is from uh, Saskatchewan. He's a, he's a, he follows Canadian teams right now. He, he mentioned that basically if you get traded, from an American team to a Canadian team, you're basically sitting in your hotel room for 14 days. So if you're going to make a trade for a goaltender, like if you're Edmonton and you're looking to upgrade your goaltending, you make that trade now. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I agree. You know, there, I know there's some stipulations like, um, 
Line A and Roslovic, it was originally a seven-day. Well, Roslovic was already in Columbus, so I guess he doesn't really count. But mm-hmm. with Line A, it was supposed to be a seven-day, but he came privately. So the Blue Jackets sent uh, one of their private jets to go pick him up in Ottawa after he picked up his work visa. And then he came back. So that, I I guess, I haven't looked at the actual protocol uh, verbiage, but you know, since he came over privately, I guess it was a 48-hour quarantine and then two negative tests after that mm-hmm. um hmm. i don't know what it's like going from america to canada because frankly i don't follow canadian teams so it's not really for me to know um mm-hmm. but yeah if you're gonna make a trade now is the time it it 100 now would be the time yeah yeah it's gotta get done you gotta get you gotta get done all right, Alex, we're going to wrap things up for this segment of No Credentials Required. I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, tell the people uh, on YouTube and also who are listening that uh, where they can find you, where they can find you, where they can find the, your podcast. Let the people know. Well, first, Ryan, thanks for having me. I know it was a little short notice, but hey, you know, it was fun. It's always nice coming and talking hockey with you. We always have a blast whenever we're on uh, a podcast or the belly up fantasy um you guys can find me on twitter a nuttle underscore cbj uh you can also find me at our podcast at canon hawks pod and then also you can check out my co-host as well uh zach martin at cle zach on twitter as well Uh, he is the chicago blackhawks fan and he does a lot of stuff with the cleveland browns too so yeah come hit us up we're always on twitter super active so have some fun all right thanks again alex we appreciate it and We'll be right back in just a quick moment. Thanks, Ryan. And welcome back to No Credentials Required. Again, I want to thank I want to thank Alex for joining me for the hockey segment, and for the football segment tonight, we're going to talk with our residential football guy, Belly Up Kev Kev from the Corner Booth Podcast and the other podcast. I can't remember the name of it now. Okay, in the quad. Don't get on the quad. I knew I had quad in it. I just can't remember the rest of it. So, that, Kev, thanks thanks for joining me. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing great. I mean, it's Mardi Gras. I got my my Alabama floral shirt on to show, to rep the state where Mardi Gras started. Really? Mobile, Alabama. Interesting. First, so people on Twitter will tell you all the time how Mardi Gras started in the 251, not New Orleans. Okay. All right. I'll do some research on that later. But we're going to talk some football tonight. Uh, we're talking some NFL primarily, first of all. And there's quite a bit of uh, movement going on this this over the past couple of days. One of them being, the most significant being J.J. Watt. But Kev, I want to get your feeling on J.J. Watt's situation. What did you, what's, do you, what's going on? Where, where do you think he'll wind up? What's his, what do you think really happened in Houston? You know, give us your feeling. So a lot of people are mad online saying, oh, they're not going to trade Deshaun Watson, but they'll just release J.J. Watt. Yeah, J.J. Watt's a 32-year-old D-end out of the prime of his career who has missed over half the games two out of the last four years, I think. I think he played mm-hmm. eight games in 2017 or 16, then 16, then like it might have been like 11, but still, he missed a significant time. Yeah. So I kind of get they wanted to get out of his contract. But lunch in the park, check. Hand sanitizer, check. Cancer screening, done. 
We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Pete, when he first was released, everyone was like, oh, look for Pittsburgh to sign him. They have his brother TJ and his brother Derek. Mm-mm. They don't have the cap space for it. I, I don't want to see him in Pittsburgh because I hate the Steelers. I hate everything about that team, but I think the Browns are interesting. Uh, I would also like to see Arizona kind of like a, a Bill O'Brien like safe zone for all of the former players who didn't like him that much. I think that'd be nice to see. He can read, he can team up with uh, Deandre again, but I, I'm hearing the Browns a lot, which is interesting. Some Patriots fans want him, and I, I'd rather spend our cap space elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my feeling is that I and I said this on on around for the weekend on Friday after, on Friday night. I said that he would go where Deshaun Watson goes. I think he's going to wait until what where to, to to see where Deshaun Watson lands. Uh, yeah, and myriad of teams who are after him yeah, with the cap space they have Miami's after him the Jets are are supposedly in the running for him I don't know for sure um but they still they have cap space too they, they both they both have cap space coming into 20, 2021 I if I don't think they should do it but if Deshaun Watson gets traded to Miami I can definitely see him signing there uh Ryan mm-hmm. I'm sorry if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets I do not see JJ Watt signing there because even with Deshaun Watson, they're not winning a ring in three years. And that's what J.J. wants. He wants to win a ring to add it to his – he's already a Hall of Famer. He is one of the most dominant defensive players of during his career from 2011 to probably 2017. That might be the most dominant stretch we've seen outside of like LT for a defensive right. player. Aaron Donald's now kind of showing that he's doing it as well. But J.J. Watt, the one thing he's missing is – not even just a ring, a Super Bowl appearance. And I think that's really going to dictate where he signs. Yeah, I, I figure it's true. I mean, I I agree, I agree in a in a sense in a way there. Um, but I mean I, I just looked the way I looked at it is that after week 16, where he goes up to Deshaun Watson and says, Man, I'm sorry we we ruined your the, the prime of your career. That makes me think that he has a little bit of guilt in him, just to say, I want to make I want to make sure this kid gets gets to the playoffs, gets a ring, or gets gets the Super Bowl. So I want to go where he goes. You know, cap, be, cap, cap space be damned. Watch him sign for, like, the league minimum just to get Deshaun Watson a rig. <laughs> he has, like, I, a Tom Brady-esque career because he just plays so he's, like, 45 somehow just so he can help Deshaun win a rig. I, I, yeah, that could happen. That could happen. That'd be glorious. That would be, that would be fun. Um, now – Let's talk about some of the quarterback carousel seem to be going on right now. You've got, I mean, I mean you, you saw, I mean, we talked about it in our, in our, in our belly up Slack channel, talked about the, that crazy trade proposal that Nick Wright put out. And I talked about it a little bit on the round for the weekend too. I think he's completely out of, out of, out of his mind. I hate 95% of Nick Wright's takes. If they're sports related, I hate hundred percent of them. But sometimes he does talk about kind of life outside of sports, and I agree with most of those. I think he's a smart guy, but that trade makes no sense. Why would the 49ers give up Nick Bosa 
why would they? And to a division rival too. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. Like, I, I do buy into the rumors a little bit that Russell Wilson's unhappy, but I think it doesn't seem like he's so far gone. I feel like Seattle would more likely just kind of go, "Hey, Russ, like, what do you want us to do?" Instead of, "Oh, yeah, he's unhappy. We're going to trade him." No, and to 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 see them trade their one of their best defensive players coming off a knee injury, sending him sending them him to a division rival would just be completely bonkers. And then also that, and the fact that you don't ever see a you don't ever see a four team trade in the NFL to begin with. You might see two. You know, you'll definitely see one for you know two teams trade. Yeah, you might see a three. No, you, you won't see four. No. And also, I mean, the 49ers trading Nick Bosa would be so stupid. Yes, they need an upgrade of the quarterback position to get over the hump. You saw it in the second half of the Super Bowl last year when the Chiefs came roaring back. The 49ers offense couldn't get a lot done. But don't trade the future of your franchise. Edge rusher is probably the second most important position on a football field behind the quarterback. You could argue left tackle too, but... As of right now, the way the NFL is going, it's like quarterback one, 2A edge, 2B tackle. Mm-hmm. You're not going to trade the future franchise, knee injury or not, to get marginally better at another position. Yeah. No, no, it's, and, and especially, and again, especially to a team rival, too. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, that's, I mean, that's like, I think when the Patriots and the Jets have played, what, two trades in the last 30 years? For, for for each with each other. Yes, I think didn't we trade y'all? Um, various uh, yeah, for a six round pick next year. Yeah, so you'll this see like year. small trades, but you're not going to yeah. see a blockbuster trade between rivals. No, it never I, happens. The last trade I think that the Jets and the Patriots did was for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because the yeah. NFL said you have to give some compensation for this. Yeah, I gave him what, two first-round picks or something like that. Worth it, by the way. Very, but they could have asked for five first-round picks. Would be like I would have been okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, quick fire. Uh, in terms, speaking of quarterbacks, we have a lot of true rumors going around for certain quarterbacks going to going where. I'm gonna throw out a name. And Kev, you tell me where they go. Okay, so Deshaun Watson. Oh, um, Miami. I don't want them to do it, but I can see it happening. Okay, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Bears. Mitch Trubisky. Um, the CFL. <laughs> Provide they play this year. Um, yes. Sam Sam Donald. Um, the Raiders. Really? They want to get How off a Derek Carr contract. I can see them making a swing. Also, I haven't really thought about Sam Darnold much. I don't have to watch him every Sunday, so I don't I don't think about him. I do. If Adam Gates is not in the sideline every Sunday, I'll be very happy. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, Derek Carr. The Jets. Which trade. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So if one of those happens, I'm never shut up, shutting up about it. I'm a team. <laughs> yeah, I I never shut up about the fact that Cam Newton landed with the with the Patriots this year. So oh, so it's your fault. 
you're the reason I had to go through that. You're welcome, buddy. (laughs) Hey, if I had to suffer, you had to suffer too. (laughs) Fair. I mean, at least I have six Super Bowl rings to kind of console myself. Yeah, yeah. It's like the clip from um, Zombieland when Woody Harrelson's like wiping his eyes with stacks of money. That's me, but with Super Bowl rings. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. So let's talk about something that happened this weekend, this, this past Saturday night. And I didn't catch the games, but I caught clips of it on YouTube. But it looked kind of fun. The fans, the, the fan-controlled football. Fan-controlled football. Uh, we got some notable names out there, uh, one of them being Johnny Manziel. Uh, you've got uh, Quentin Flowers from the XFL's Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, formerly the Tampa Bay Vipers, uh, until next year when the XFL comes back. But I'm, so I'm, I'm super excited about it. New York Guardians coming back. I'm going to finally be able to go to a game. Man. We, Jared and I talked about uh, before they kind of had to stop the season and like stop having fans. I'm a Battlehawks fan, like I said, like I like to say, I'm I'm a lifelong Battlehawks fan as <laughs> of seven months ago, right? So I love the Battlehawks. I have a Battlehawks T-shirt and a sweatshirt somewhere around my room. I don't know where they are right now. Yeah, but I'm so excited to watch the Battlehawks. Yeah, I'm 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 ex- I'm hope- I, I didn't get a chance to go to the Guardians any Guardians games because A, we had COVID and B, I was finishing school, so that kind of prevented me from doing any kind of extra traveling, but um but I'm excited for XFL to come back. But let's talk about the fan let's talk about fan control football. Tell me what you th- did you watch any of the games? Did you watch the highlights like I did? Tell me what you saw and what what you what you think of think of it. I watched the highlights. Uh first off, I love Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I know he's a horrible person, but he's just electric. He's an electric factory, and that's what fan-controlled football is. It's electric. It gets the fans involved in a way that you haven't really seen before. I think some idiots are going to take over the game eventually and just call four verts every time on offense and engage eight every time on defense. <laughs> but and I know it's not eight on – I don't think it's 11 on 11, is it? No, it's eight, eight on eight. Okay. So they'll call, like, engage six. Six then and just drop two back in coverage but mm. and also they have marshawn lynch calling some games which is amazing oh that was so much fun it's perfect yeah. they need to have marshawn do that for the nfl too yeah uh but uh, to me i i thought it, it kind of looked like a hybrid between arena football and backyard football especially for the extra point there's no kickers but you do a one-on-one cornerback wide receiver quarterback has to throw the ball you get two points if you score. I think that's so cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it's fun, but it's also <laughs> it's fun, but it's also kind of crazy. Just backyard rules. It, it also looks really weird because they just have the football like set on a like a nightstand tape, like a side yeah, table. A, a stool. A step stool. Yeah, and there's a guy just sitting in front of it watching the football. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the one of the cool things I I, I kind of noticed um was the fact that for the overhead cameras, they were using drones. They weren't using cable cams. It was drones. That's so smart, though. It is. It is because you're in an arena where you don't any you don't have to go to the extra cost of buying one of those giant cameras that costs 150 grand, and yeah, then I splice mean, out the cable to you know, to go across the arena. You guys just got drones. It's a great idea until either someone gets it, the ball hits it, it gets knocked out of the air, or the battery dies and it gives a player a concussion. But until <laughs> that point, I love it. 
no, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. I'm, it's it's on Twitch, so I'm gonna check it out this weekend. You know, just sign get myself sign myself up, in a, up with an account because you know, I don't have Twitch. I don't really I don't game. I don't do video game play. I don't play video games, so I'll get myself an account and check it out. I, I have a Twitch. I don't really I don't stream because I'm bad at most video games, but I'll watch stuff on it. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the worst gamer ever on that show on, on, on Twitch. It's like, hey, come watch worst player ever. <laughs> It's also sucks. Like I've tried streaming before, and I don't really like talking while I'm playing games. Like if I'm playing a game with my friends, and we'll do callouts and stuff. Like if it's Call of Duty, we'll say like, "Oh, guy to the left" or whatever. But I streamed Madden for Belly Up, and I felt weird because I was like, "I have to keep talking for content. <laughs> no one's gonna want to watch two people just sit in silence playing Madden." That's uh, you don't want you know nobody wants to see that nobody wants it's it's kind of like playing amongst friends I suspect I mean my my nephew's a big gamer uh, he's uh he's in college and he brought his PS4 with him when he went to college so so he's playing video games on the weekends outside of schoolwork well up until football season starts but uh, once the season start once the season once spring training comes into uh comes into play he probably won't be playing as many video games anymore yeah maybe maybe not it depends we'll see. We'll see. All right, so I got one more thing for you here, Kevin, before we wrap things up for this round. Uh, what are some of your boldest predictions for the NFL offseason in terms of draft, free agency, coach, surprise coaching moves, trades? What's your boldest predict- prediction? My boldest? Yeah. Uh, ooh. I think I have two, and I think one of them is much more likely to happen. But the other one's way bolder. Okay. Uh, uh, give them to me. <laughs> the one that I think is more very likely to happen is I can see the Jets trading back for the number two pick. Uh, trading back from two? Yeah, trading and getting a first next year, a second later. It's not really that bold. No. It's just kind of something. Because like there, there's no quarterback to really take at number two. And there, I feel like after Trevor Lawrence, it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Like some years, like the Andrew Luck RG3 year, you like, Whoever doesn't take Andrew Luck is taking RG3. Right. Uh, Wentz and Goff. Whoever's not taking Goff takes Wentz. Right. So this isn't one of those years. So I can see them trading back. Because if you take someone at two and they're a bust, you're screwed. If you take someone at like 15, 7, like 20, I don't think they're going to trade to 15 because that would give the Patriots a second pick. But yeah. And they're a bust. It, it's not as big a deal. And you can say we got draft capital out of it. Right. My hotter take is Urban Meyer passes on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> for for Justin Fields? No, uh, not necessarily for Justin Fields, but hmm. I, I don't know. I just had that feeling because I feel like Urban Meyer is just one of those guys who's going to try and overthink it and go, hey, we could have a generational talent and quarterback, or we could have five first-round picks. And then any even with Urban Meyer, if it doesn't work out, he'll just fake a heart attack in a couple years. So. So what you're saying is that Urban Miles Urban Meyer is a wild card? Yes. Wild card. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous because also look at his hires. Oh yeah, this guy got fired from Iowa and got paid 1.1 million dollars after being fired with cause, which is wild. Uh for racial issues. Yeah, let's bring him on. Let, let's see what happens. Dude resigns that day cuz everyone's like what are you doing, Urban? Yeah, I, I mean, for, for the Jets, I I think they'll either pick 
they'll pick Zach Wilson at number two and trade Sam Donald, or they'll trade down. And they want they want they'll want to from what I'm some of the rumblings I'm hearing is that Soleil will want to move on from Donald and want to draft his own quarterback. Yeah. Which is smart because he's a head coach. He's a he's a new head coach. He'll want his guy. Um, but at the same time, it's like you, they, the Jets have so many holes to fill: uh, line, a defensive, you know, corner, wide receiver, quarterback, extra uh, auxiliary auxiliary running back. I mean, and you, you don't want to look for guys who are going to fit into the same type of system that San Francisco has on offense because you got uh, Matt. Uh, Mike LaFleur, he's the guy who's helping with the uh, he's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm trying to think of teams that have multiple first because I could see them, the Jets trading back to one of these teams that has multiple first round picks and then taking a quarterback with their earlier pick and then snagging a guy like Alex Leatherwood later in the first. It gave some of that O line help. And also, even if it's super late, if it's like the 32nd overall pick, you might be able to grab a Landon Dickerson there because he's coming off an ACL tear. So the only two teams that have multiple picks in the first round are the Jaguars and the Jets. Where did the Jets also pick? Oh, 23. 23 for uh, for the uh, for the uh, Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. So they don't even have to do that. They can just trade back later to get – like the 12th overall pick, and then take a tackle or something in, later in the first. Well, I would feel like if, if they're going to trade back, they'll, st- they'll stay in the top 10 somewhere. So a team like Carolina or Atlanta might trade up, take number two, take a Wilson or a Fields, and Jets can sit there and wait for a tackle or a, a wide receiver or a corner to come to them. Uh, one thing, though, if the Jets trade back and take a quarterback, if they take Mac Jones, I will legitimately cry. <laughs> I'll buy I, just want to I will buy a Mac Jones jersey. <laughs> I will buy a Mac Jones jersey if they not if the, if the Patriots draft them like draft night ordering it. Oh, uh, if just draft Mac Jones, it'll be. I will. Uh, I will. I will drink from. I will drink your tears. But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, thanks for. I'm going to wrap up this segment, Kev. Thanks for joining me. Where can people find you? Uh, personally on Twitter, where they can find your shows. You have so the you floor. Tell the audience. At Belly Up Kev. Bone My voice head. just awkwardly cracked in the middle of that. Uh, that happens to me too. <laughs> At Belly Up Kev, if you want a lot of Alabama takes and also weirdly tweeting about the Twilight Zone at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I do that too. Uh, I'm a renaissance man. I do it all. Uh, at Corner Booth Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And then at quad tailgate is tailgate on the quads, Instagram or Twitter. I don't have an Instagram for that. Cause I am lazy, but at quad tailgate, we're taking a brief hiatus. We recorded a couple episodes and then the off season came. I'm doing it with a big, t- with a Penn state fan. So there mm. wasn't a lot to talk about really. Like after we did the last couple episodes. So uh, we're looking to start that back up in August. That that Penn State fan is not me, by the way. Just the yes, no, it's not Ryan. It's a buddy of mine from high school. Yeah. So, oh, well, I meant to write for Belly Up. There we go. So, I meant to. I actually meant to mention a couple on your uh, on Corner Booth Live of uh, the pregame the pregame a couple weeks ago. You mentioned uh, 
Alabama. I think you. I think we talked about Alabama's hockey jerseys because they have a club jersey. They have a club hockey team. So, I, I will say if if someone gets me uh, an Alabama hockey jersey, double uh, X, triple X, I will I will join Gump Twitter. Oh, if I Twitter. if I had a job, I'd hop on that real quick. But <laughs> and I don't think the unemployment office would be thrilled. Going so, what are you spending the money on? An Alabama hockey jersey, uh, hockey jersey for a, a friend of mine in New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'd go over real well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, oh, I want your reaction to something we did on the show. Okay. How often do you listen to the podcast? Here and there. I subscribe to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I was that was not an accusatory question. I was curious. Well, well are you referring to the uh, the uh, proposal? Yes. I am. I'm curious. I want your reaction to that because I've asked you opinions on my life and what I should do about things. So I need your input on that disaster. Bravo. That's my reaction. Bravo. Hey, shoot your shot, man. That's all I could say for you. I mean, as a guy who's, let me, let me just say this. You're what? 26, 25, 24, 24. Okay. I always tell people, kids, not kids, but younger adults. I'm a child. Me, it's fine. Yeah, well, so am I, but well, childlike, not childish. Uh, but uh, if I get relationship advice, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, in my, I'm in my mid forties. I'm st- not mid forties, my early forties. I'm still single. I'm still trying to work my way through. They ask me like, what? Uh, people ask me if they're younger, if they're in their twenties. Relationship advice: I say, get married and have kids. Do it now, because you don't want you don't want to hit thirty and try to hit the dating pool, and then you want to hit forty and try to hit the dating pool. It's not fun. I mean, but also don't settle. And if you're going for women in their mid thirties, like their standards are a lot lower than like, oh, you have a job and don't have a criminal record. Okay. <laughs> well, let that being said, we're gonna end this part of the show. Kev, thanks for joining me. Really do appreciate it, bud. Again, corner with podcast, tailgate in the quad, on hiatus until August when college football season ramps up again hopefully we'll have fans in the stands for that but uh in the meantime he's clowning around with uh jared on corner booth pod but thanks again for joining me jared uh, uh kev we appreciate it wow hurtful <laughs> abuse as craze would say <laughs> all right we'll be back in just a moment again i want to thank alex from the cannons and tomahawks podcast for stopping by to talk some hockey as well as kev from the corner booth and tailgate on the quad podcast to talk some football please give the podcast a follow on social media. It can be found on Twitter at BellyUpNCR and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash BellyUpNCR. I'm also going to be launching the YouTube channel for No Credentials Required soon, where you can find the video version of the weekly podcast. So look for No Credentials Required. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. And until next time, I'll try to find a better ending catchphrase. Intro and outro music is On The Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Ah.
have PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Masks for family? Check. Garden cleanup? Check. Schedule back pain visit? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe.